Hallihallo. Hallo, hallo. Hier ist Uwe Ball. Ah, here you are. I hear you. Yeah, I was yeah. just, uh, I just got a phone call because the Molly maids are going to come and clean my house in like an hour. So, yeah, I mean, we can do like an, uh, an exactly yeah. 35 or 40 minute long podcast. We had a lot of things to talk about and then we did like ping pong, basically. When you said, should I send the link? Then I waited for the, oh, now it brings somebody at the door. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. You go get it. You get it. You get it. So, hey, yeah, he told me to keep talking. So, guys, um, uh, are you playing Halo Infinite? I've, I've, I've been playing it, and I hate to say it, but the fact that I have to pay, like, I've been, I probably put like 120 bucks into that game because the cosmetics, you've got to buy that shit. What's up with that? It, I mean, and I won't play the campaign until they get a co op. Season two co-op. That's like the whole point, right? Playing with friends. So I don't want to spoil it for myself. And I hear that you can't replay the campaign mission. So why the hell would I want to do that by myself, by my lonesome? You know? But the multiplayer is good. It's a fun game. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm back. He is back. Yeah, it was my neighbor. She's a, a victim of Corona. She has a, a wardrobe store and cl is closing it now uh, because it doesn't make any sense anymore. I mean, the I don't know what you said now in your monologue before, but we will see the aftermath of COVID with all the little stores and uh, everything what was already attacked by Amazon. And I think a lot, a lot of that that uh, actual stores in the next year will go out of business. Yeah, it's pretty Basically. tough. Yeah, I know well, here in the U.S., a lot of the uh, they had some kind of a business um, thing where they gave out money because of COVID, but a lot of the businesses that claimed it didn't really need it. Like you know, big corporations claimed it. And leaving a lot of young, uh, smaller businesses to close because people aren't going out and buying shit as much. They're just using Amazon, right? Yeah, it's it's the that is the thing. And then it, uh, of course, with like limitations in uh, uh, shoppers, basically, right? Here in Germany, you need to be recovered, you need to be vaccinated or tested to go in the store. So uh, means if, if you, let's say you're not vaccinated, uh, then you have to go to a test station to get a test before you can go in any store or in the movies or in a restaurant or anywhere. So, and that is so frustrating for a lot of people that are unvaccinated that they're basically then don't go shopping at all. You, you know, know what's fucked up about here in Florida? This is going to sound like it's fucking backwardsville, but it kind of is. When I go out, if I wear a mask and I'm in like Kohl's, which is like a kind of like geared towards older women, it's like houseware, like toilet stuff, uh, you know, candles and shit. Everybody in that store is wearing masks. But if I go to any bar or any normal place and I have a mask on, they'll like start to go, oh, 
oh, and they'll like, you know, act like they're so like, look at him, you know, uh, like I'm this freak because I wore a fucking mask. Like it's like not cool to wear a mask and they try yeah. to publicly shame you. Yeah, so that, I mean, that is that, of course, totally absurd, right? Normally in other countries, it's the opposite that public shame getting the people without the mask, without the vaccine. And in in US, we have various states, they are the opposite, they, they turned the narrative around. And now they think everybody is a total idiot who has a mask on. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that, that fits to, uh, um, I watched a German um, a TV uh, polit uh, talk show. And they were like correspondents, like people, they work in America for German TV. And they all see America uh, in danger. The democracy is in danger, in acute danger. And uh, they think also if Trump takes over again, for whatever reason, America will like turn into a yeah, non-democratic kind of a dictatorship. Uh, so they were all very pessimistic and they live in Washington, D.C. They're reporting from New York, very seasoned people. And uh, they were all on the same page, like what we both say, that uh, it's a slow moving coup from the Republican Party to uh, demantle uh, the democracy and to demantle the, the election rights and, and votes and everything. I mean, how can it be that today, like the Kevin McCarthy guy, for example, said he's not cooperating with the uh, January 6 uh, uh, congressional and then Senate hearings. He's the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, you know, and he just, I, I don't cooperate. I mean, how can that be a choice? You know, I mean, I, I don't get it. It's like, and everybody who didn't cooperate it so far, when they said we charge them for not cooperating, wh where is the charge? Where, why is that not in jail? I don't you know, know. I mean, what actually threaten really people crazy. with not jail? Yeah. I think that if they did put everybody in jail right now, that's what they're hoping is like, if enough of us stand up and do it at once and they put us all in jail, it'll look like they're tyrants and they'll prove us right. That's what I think is happening. And that's the only thing I think that's holding Biden back from putting these people in jail is because there, there's so many of them. And now in such a high status of power, people are standing up and saying, no, I will not cooperate. So if they prosecute every single one of them, it would be huge pushback from Republicans. It would be very controversial and they know it. And they, I guess that Republicans are calling Democrats bluff. They're like, setting up this toxic environment of like you're fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't for joe biden which sucks because we're the ones paying the price yeah but also i think we the, the, the biden should learn a little from from other dictators look at kazakhstan we talked about it last week right there was an uprising then they said okay now every demonstration we shoot like boom over right yeah. so and it, okay, so what, what does that mean? That means like violent force or having strict rules work. In that case, in a very injustice way, right? So the rich Kazakhstan uh, dictator family still stays in power. But Biden should think about what will happen if he continues to let them do whatever they want. 
if, if, if we judge them or what they did only from a moral point of view, like only like, you know, like Biden makes a speech, uh, he, in, he uh, in, uh, uh, instigated uh, the Capitol uh, storm, right? And they talk and talk about Trump. I mean, about Trump, everything is said, everything is written, everything is crystal clear. He did it. He should be in jail for treason. So, I mean, the, there is nothing anymore to cooperate with. The evidence is already overwhelming there. So what they're doing right now is they're dragging out kind of a fake trial against Trump with side notes. You know, it would be like you have a guy taped on video how he shoots three people in the head. Now the guy is on trial, right? So uh, for what you need all the circumstantial evidence then? You know, for what you need it? You have a Montvillo shooting three people in the head. Well, in the United States, like they would probably say the quality of the video has potential to have distortion, thus cannot be admitted as evidence. They have crazy shit. That no, no, I know they have crazy shit, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like in the, in the, in the ideal world, it's a 4K video where he unmasked shoots three people in the head. So, and that is what they have against Trump. They have him. They have all the evidence that he in, in, uh, instigated the, the, the storm on the Capitol, that he didn't stop it for three hours. It's all facts. Whatever he's tweeting in the three hours with 150,000 different people, it doesn't really matter because he was watching it on TV. TV, it's a fact, it's in evidence. So he sits in front of the TV, he sees how people die. Six people died. Like 50 people got injured and whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a major crime what happens there. Absolutely. And you know yes, what? I, I yeah. think that he's drawing it out. He's making this go on as long as he can legally and through the press for two reasons. Number one, um, it, for his side, it looks more legitimate the longer this carries out. The longer this carries out, the more there this becomes a topic and the more it stays ingrained in the minds of his followers. And number two, um, I think that uh, it will wear down people the longer this is in litigation. Uh, that's his that's his tactics for his entire business is just to wear people down, put them through so many you know different obstacles, so many legal loopholes, so many technicalities that their spirit is broken, and that they don't have enough energy to fight, so that he will ultimately win. Yes, that is. I think that is a very good observation. That was also his strategy in his endless lawsuits in New York. You know, yeah. all, every single lawsuit he got, whatever tax evasion. Then it was uh, a, a war with his tenants. Then he didn't pay the tradespeople. Then he didn't wanted to pay the bankruptcy thing in the Atlantic Casino, and 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 and, and I totally agree with you. He stays in all that situations all his life totally kind of cool like it doesn't affect him what's happening mm -hmm. that it's not really part of his life that it doesn't get to him and at the same time he has an army of attorneys yep delaying everything filing against everything don't cooperating delaying things dragging things out so that the so that the state attorneys basically uh, 
are already somewhere else working and give the files to the next guy who comes in, who doesn't have so much interest in anymore in, in getting Trump down. That is the game he's playing all his life. Yeah, you and know? I bet you that Trump, this shit is going to be going on until Trump is dead. And then when Trump dies, he wants to die a martyr. He wants to die so people don't forget him and they have statues of him and worship him and shit like that. You know what I mean? He wants that legacy because he's not going to last for more than 15 years, no matter what the fucking doctors are doing right now to him. He's, he's <laughs> not, look at him. Look at the shape he's in. No matter how much he tries to pen his letters to claim that he's in the best shape of anybody in the U.S., that fucking dude, give me a break. No, it's unbelievable, right? How you can eat basically burgers your whole life only and drink coca-cola and whatever he doesn't drink alcohol what is maybe good for his health but he, he's drinking a lot of coke and uh he's overweight and still he in a way looks and is way more energized as joe biden comes across who's only three years older or two and a half years older yeah, you know, Joe so Biden also has been through a, a lot of more serious shit. Like Joe Biden the, under Obama probably actually worked a lot more than Trump did under Trump's presidency, I would have to say. And being in those roles that I always look at the president and the vice president, notice that throughout their term, they always look like they've aged like 15 years because of the stress. You know what I mean? Totally. And and uh, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is, but I, I, I feel... Um, Biden needs to attack that whole situation way harder. And uh, they also uh, said like in the in the TV talk show about like the libertarians, right? The Koch brothers, the Peter Thiel, all that billionaires who are not liberals, they're libertarians, means they don't want the state. And they were able in the last few years to basically... Uh, make 50% of the population cheer because it's against their freedom if we cut healthcare, if we cut uh, support for, for uh, uh, public schools, if we, they, they cheer for it. So they were able with the brainwashing enormous amounts of money they spent to totally turn the people around, like to totally turn the people uh into into uh balloony land so that they all think it's against their freedom against the constitution of america if yeah. uh, you have any kind of health benefits or social services social security and whatever they think that is the enemy we have to rot it out and then by accident we will be all great but all that real libertarians are just super rich fucks who doesn't want government because the government uh, is restricting their completely free capitalism? I know. They, they want, want to seem like it's they're one of us. What? They want to make us think that they're one of we're one of them. Like they're one yeah. of us. You know? yeah, some, yeah, the politics, they, they make them feel that like the Republican politics, because, but they are all in the pockets of that super rich uh, donor guys and so on. And they uh, have, for example, they don't want the IRS. They, they want to omit federal tax. That is one of the, the, the clear uh, things or any kind of legal uh, uh, law limiting them in their, uh, um, in their businesses. Well, people you know, have no really 
people like Trump uh, pushed the ideals of being able to get around policy back in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. Always, everybody always knew they had to pay taxes and taxes always suck. But look at the greater picture. They support the society that we live in. And the economy has gone, you know, the dollar is now, uh, I mean, back in the Dennis the Menace days, you could get things for pennies. But now the, the economy keeps going higher and higher and higher. So taxes go up. People need to realize this is the world that we live in and just deal with that fact. Instead, people like Trump who say, I can get around policies. Like people, see, people take that shit personally. It motivates them. And then in their personal lives, they think, I don't like taxes. He, uh, why should I, ha I? I can get around this. And they try to fight the system because they don't fully understand the benefits uh, of the system on their way of life. People need to be educated on what a libertarian is, on what, um, on what the, 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 all the policies are. People don't understand anything. People aren't able to understand the difference between church and state. This is all because of, of the lack of education it really comes down to. And people are overempowered right now. The lack of education and overempowerment have led to a volatile culture uh, of pushback. Totally, and and uh, yeah, it is it is a successful uh, brainwashing operation, and uh, we we moving into like this kind of uh, super unstable times and super unstable uh situations you know i mean and it, it has also to do with that the democratic leaders in germany or also in the us also under obama um they were all more talk as as action they didn't really started fighting even obama think about it that is already six seven years ago basically six years ago since obama is gone and he was eight years in power think about when he started being in power what possibilities he would had uh to to basically do something against climate change like 16 15 years ago he would had a lot of a lot of we, we could interfere with with the shit show of global warming better as now but everything was delayed yeah. tesla was fighting a lonely battle you know elon musk at that point like how many times i said tesla's bankrupt or get bored or whatever you know that was that was the times where we had to do uh, a change with with uh, uh, to go more green to go more uh, carbon neutral but we didn't and now when i see in germany the green party is now part of the coalition in the new German government. But you have a situation also like, so the guy, the green minister for, for environment now, he came up with his proposals. But when you see the proposals, it's like 20% of what we have to do. You know, yeah. we put more wind wheels up. We, uh, uh, we, we, we need till 2030 to be completely out of coal. Uh, you know, all that stuff. But all the experts say it, it, it's way too late already, you know. And that is the thing what drives me insane. It's like this kind of we we watching uh, 
uh, a slow like destruction of the planet. At the same time, we're watching a, a slow a coup and a, a slow destruction of the democracy. And we're all sitting there and think only the one person will be very, very happy. That is like Putin, uh, the Chinese leader, the North Korean leaders, because as, as soon the West is crumbling and falling apart, they will go on as an old thing. If the sheriff is gone, the gangsters are ruling the street. Yeah. You know, and that is basically what happens. If, if, if they're all falling apart, if they're all like uh, NATO doesn't work anymore, the US gives a shit about Europe, then Europe is offended by it, nobody works together anymore, then like Putin says, actually, why I shouldn't take Ukraine? Nothing will happen to me. Yeah, I think Putin is celebrating the destabilization here. And I think that a lot of us need to wake up and see that our future as any kind of world leader is going to be damaged if um, we allow uh, the destabilization of democracy, the voting rights, all the things that Biden was saying in his speech the other day, which, by the way, Mitch McConnell tried, he tried to say that Biden's speech was beneath his office and that Biden was his good old friend, but he was shocked by the partisan bullshit that he put in his speech, which is not true. Biden was talking about how we're going down the road of um, democracy, democracy destabilization and that the Republicans have changed vote like what you said the other day they changed the the, the, the voting right rules in various yeah. states uh, and and people should be alarmed by this uh, I think he was really upset and the Republicans kind of just said oh he's out of touch he's wrong but I think the Republicans need to take the fucking take a step back and I mean, th this is dangerous. This is dangerous. They're going to win, but this sets a horrible precedent for what can be possible in the future. I don't think that – I think that we should do something now, like you say. I think that the Democrats haven't prepared – they weren't prepared for something like this. The Republicans have been plotting in secret and continue to, and something really bad is going to come. Uh, hmm. Because they're sticking to this. Something bad is going to come. They're plotting something. There's something that's going to happen. Trump hasn't announced his presidency. Will he? They're, they have us on our toes. I don't think that Biden – I think that if Biden took any step, they would have some sort of scenario plan for what they were going to do to counter it that would – you know what I mean? They're ready for the one-two punch. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. What are we going to do? No, but that's why I think it's so important, for example, that Biden at least succeed with getting the filibuster uh, disallowed. You know, yeah, I mean, you think about the absurdity in no parliament in Europe or anywhere else, not in Canada, even in, I think in Latin America. You can have an idiot just delaying something by, by talking 20 hours. I mean, what's yeah. the point? Remember when you know, Ted what Cruz the filibuster? Was... And a filibuster is a total, it's a delay strategy. Yeah. Uh, what I don't even know how you could ever justify it. You know, let's say there was the old uh, days where they had only horses and you had to, whatever, you don't make it on time. So you have maybe a filibuster talking for 20 hours on your behalf. So you make it there or whatever, you know, I just don't know. But it doesn't make any sense because as you know from a lot of filibusters in the last, like whatever, eight, 10 years, like Ted Cruz talked 20 hours one time, 
he he told like Christmas stories, told stories about his kids. It's just it's not like there's a pledoy or like 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 you know like a big speech for twenty hours against healthcare or pro healthcare. It's just they're talking any business and any bullshit also what comes in their mind to just uh, like piss everybody off. It's nothing else as piss everybody off. Yeah, you know? just they want the delays. They want an excuse for the delays, and that's the problem. Is that there's no ethics. They they should realize that ethically, that's a that's a, that's a tough thing to do, and they should have we should have decency to like not act like fucking children and be able to engage with one another without trying to fucking uh, pwn each other without trying to fucking dominate each other. It's bullshit. You know, it's pure bullshit. Yeah, and and I mean, I have to say, I'm I'm very worried about all of this, and uh, it's kind of very, uh, yeah, um, negative because I think what also happened is uh, that uh, during Corona and the lockdowns and the loss of individual freedom and stuff, we changed i think all of us changed i mean i read today 500 kids in germany 500 tried to do suicide in yeah. based on corona lockdowns being all alone 500 you know how many people died in germany in total under 20 years old on corona 37 oh my goodness 37 dead in germany under 20 years old so and 500 kids, because they didn't have school based on all of this, tried to kill themselves. So there is the question of uh, the relation about what is, uh, uh, you know, what, what is justifiable to protect old, sick people uh, with young people losing their lives losing their fun, losing their psychological stability. So that, of course, we discussed that 150,000 times. I think we had we had no chance as to uh, uh, vaccinate and vaccinate and vaccinate and do some lockdowns because first there was no vaccine. So I think we had no chance. We had, we had to do everything that we had to do, we had to do. But I think what happened that we slept through the summer, didn't start at the booster fast enough and also made it too many people too easy to just not get vaccinated at all. Uh, that is ultimately the, the, the reason for that, un, like the total dragged out situation we have now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very, uh, uh, very, very uh, like dis dis disappointing. Um, you know, that we made so many mistakes during the Corona time. Uh, so many things came way too late, like the masks, for example. Yeah. I mean, in retrospective, it's, it's really absurd that they discussed so long about having a mask on or not in the beginning, you know, and uh, uh, you would had way less infections if everybody would have like FFP2 masks on like two weeks after Wuhan. And it's sad that people still here in Florida won't wear their fucking mask. It's bullshit. Yeah. 
You know, it's, uh, uh, by the way, they found out now in a big test that kids who get a bad corona, they almost all had a pneumonia, pneumonia, like the lung thing. Pneumonia, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, pneumonia, but as a baby. Okay. Did you have it as a baby? No, no, I caught it. This is, this is a fucking dumb story, but there's a there's rare forms of pneumonia that are contagious. Normally, they're not contagious, but I was working at a movie theater, like probably, I don't know, I was probably like in my late 20s. I was yeah. working at a movie theater. Some guy wanted to see the latest James Bond film and was really fucking sick. He came to the movies anyway. I think that's where I got it. I thought that I had a cold, but it wasn't going away. I even took off work for two weeks. I wasn't getting any better. Then I went to the, you know, urgent care emergency and they said, um, yeah, you have pneumonia and your lungs are filling with fluid. It's good that you came in now while you did, because even though you can't feel it, my lungs were filling with fluid. And they said if it was any more, that they would have to pump my lungs, uh, pump the fluid out of my lungs with a machine. Yeah. So. So I, I got some kind of antibiotics and I went home and I rested and I watched the police academy movies and I got better. <laughs> but that's why with COVID, when they said it's like pneumonia, I was like, oh shit. Cause they say it's worse than pneumonia. I felt like I was gonna die. It was horrible. It was a horrible feeling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, there are rare, there are some versions that are contagious, but that's the problem. People aren't fucking considerate enough to stay home. When you're sick, guys, please just stay home. Come on. I mean, even before COVID, I thought this, you know, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the thing. It's it's like uh, um I think also it's good that Omicron is not so brutal as Delta was so deadly that will help we see it in germany already that it's we see it worldwide that there are less dead now like like uh, clearly so omicron is not so it doesn't go so easy in your lungs it stays mostly basically in your nose and and uh mouth and so you you feel like you have a flu i know various people right now they have it they are all vaccinated everybody i know who (laughs) they're all vaccinated but they all have it so you want uh, to, I'll, tell, I'll tell something a little personal here. My sister is pregnant with her second child right now in New York. Yeah. And she's a baker and somebody got her Omicron and she's pregnant and she's okay. But it was scary. That was some scary shit. So I really feel that it's touched home personally how inconsiderate people are to go around and get other people sick. I mean, if you know that you don't feel well, take the fuck off because you just because she's not showing yet doesn't mean she's not pregnant people need to fucking just just fuck off you know go home but she's vaccinated she was boosted that was what was scary about it she got omicron anyway she was boosted with her third booster and she's super careful she has another child that isn't yet vaccinated so the husband her husband scott had to do everything um, but they're, they're, he's good. He's a good. He's a good guy, and he took care of it. And she isolated herself in their office, and I bought her a couple of you know at home testing kits, and she's negative now, so she she's recovered from it. And she told me what you said basically. It's she said, it feels like I have a bad flu, and it lasted for like I don't know maybe a, a ten days. So 
Yeah. No, hopefully it goes away. Easy peasy. Yeah, you know, that is the idea when you're at least boosted that you don't get a bad, bad Corona. Everybody I know also has like a very bad flu, but they didn't have a, a like a hospital uh, situation. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. she was okay, luckily, because she was boosted. But if she wasn't, it would have not been her just having a really bad flu. It would have been her on her deathbed with a ventilator strapped to her fucking lungs, you know, like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, so, people and, and during we were talking, we, we discussed also the U.S. and Ukraine and Russia. So they met, right, and the U.S. demanded from Russia everything. Uh, Russia asked for uh, that at least the Ukraine is not turning into a NATO member. And the U.S. and the NATO completely said, no, fuck off, basically, right? Oh, so the basic, basically we did, yeah, that is, but that is the problem. The problem is we did everything to make Putin look really bad in Russia if he doesn't go into the Ukraine now. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so, and right now, so there was a news, uh, a breaking news coming. So that Russia now wants to put, uh, again, their military uh, on uh, Cuba, Oh God! Really? They're going to go yeah. to Cuba? Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, but you remember that was almost the Third World War under Kennedy, and uh, because you remember they had all the the nuclear weapons on Cuba, so that yeah. they could totally destroy America in five minutes. Well, so... that's what they, that's what they said is that they said you know putting you guys are on our doorstep. Well, how would you feel if we went on your doorstep? So it makes sense that they would yeah. go to Cuba because Cuba's right near Florida and the Keys, you know? So if he was to put nuclear shit there, this is like World War Three in the making, guys. Come on, you know? Yeah, I know. And that is also a thing, you know, where we, we sit there just as observers of the downfall. You know? I mean, uh, uh, that, that, that is always the very bad thing on the Democrats. That was with Clinton like this. That was with Obama like this. They totally dislike Russia and they have nothing else to do as they keep pissing everybody off in Russia and they don't give Putin, they give Putin non-stop sanctions, non-stop, yeah. but they it's never fueling his rage. It's fueling. Yeah, him. yeah, but exactly. They never give him the hand and say, look, we have to get over this shit. We have to basically save the planet the global warming is is real and it's a total shit show and we have to work together on everything so putin what do you think about the completely new idea you turn into a member of the eu and the, because there is no other side anymore the nato basically is the nato and uh you can be uh, even uh working with us in the nato yeah you know? i wonder i wonder if putin i doubt that they would ever let him into the EU, but I, I wonder what would happen if they did. I think that that would, that would sincerely change things, and maybe then uh, he would start to abide by the rules that, that of, the, of, this, of, this, you know, of, of this level. Like, he's not playing by the rules because he's not a member of, of any of our things. You know what I mean? No, I know, but if you look into the EU, Poland and Hungary are also like autocratic in a way yeah you know they're like they're totally right wing nuts basically ruling poland and hungary of course yeah. poland and hungary inside the eu are in a way dwarfs 
right? Yeah. They're not like a threat to Germany or something. Russia is a threat to all, everybody. But the thing is with Russia is, I think only if we grab them and make them kind of part of us, we can also control them. I mean, the worst yeah. thing is if you push a dictator so much to the brink that only to keep his honor, he destroys the world. Yeah. You, you know, because he doesn't want to look like a total fucking idiot. And, and so then he doesn't like care Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer kind of thing. Yeah, you know, so that is the thing. It's I mean, there's no reason uh, if we could settle with Russia. Yeah. There is no reason that there are any nuclear bombs existing anymore there. There's no reason for it. Yeah. You know, that 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 because that was always this kind if we destroy you, you destroy us so nobody destroys anybody. You know. So, but if you work together and if you have like uh, 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 no borders and free trade, Russia will also uh, bloom, right? So they will be getting out of of poverty better they they the people feel better they can travel yeah. you know I so think the, maybe people are just afraid that they'll be empowering russia and that russia one day would break from that so powerful but i don't know that's just like very xenophobic thinking because what if i mean i know a couple of russians myself and they're good people yeah you know so Me i too. think that a, a lot yeah exactly the xenophobia is bullshit we need to stop with that. Yeah, my sons and Walter's best friend, Manuel and Oliver, they both from Russia. Parents are from Russia, but they were like, because as you know, after the Second World War, a lot of Russia, what was Germany, turned Russian. There was yeah. like in uh, East Prussia and stuff like this. Poland, part of Ru Russia, were uh, very much a lot of German people living there. But then, of course, uh, a Second World War and, and Germany lost all their territories. But they were like Russian German, so they speak German, but they speak also Russian. But we have to see here, we are very close to Russia, very, very close to Russia. And the last thing I want is a nervous nuclear bomb threatening Russian president. Yeah. You know, and I think the best way to make it work is that he makes money, his the people living there making money, and that everybody uh, works together. You know, when that the America Germany did that North North Stream pipeline for Russian gas with Russia together. So now the pipeline is there. So Russia only have to open the pipeline, and then there's the gas coming to Germany. What Germany buys from Russia. So, but because of the sanctions. The pipeline is empty, so there is there is there is no no gas coming. Um, but think about it. And then U.S. says to Germany, "You can buy our gas." But think about it. it's fracking gas coming on huge ships to Germany. That gas will cost double as the Russian gas to the pipeline, and it's against environmental rules. It's like a disaster to transport gas on huge ships. So uh, it doesn't make any sense to bring the gas from America over here. So, and uh, I think, and then I said, yeah, but then Putin can, can blackmail you with the gas, right? So, but we can blackmail him also because if we don't pay him, he's fucked, right? So, I mean, that is the thing. It's like, a, that is a situation with the gas. It's a positive thing for both sides because Russia will get used the money flows in Germany has the gas. 
So now Russia and German relationships will be closer based on it. Nobody has any, any reason to blow that working relationship. Zero. Because Russia needs uh, euro and, and US dollars, right? So for them, it's a, it's a super good business. And not one meter, not one centimeter of gas, not one like gallon of gas so far came through that pipeline. It's just sitting in the ocean, built for eight years, all the way from Russia to the German uh, uh, like uh, harbors there, right? So, and, and now it's dead. So what the fuck? Yeah, you know, and I think that's not the way. Yeah, it's only because America said you cannot use the, the gas and Germany bends over and says, okay, okay, we, we keep sanctioning Russia more, uh, you know. So, but what's the point? As long Russia doesn't move into the Ukraine, why are we even mad with them? Yeah, you know, I, think I mean, think about what that. actually happened. The army from Russia uh, is making maneuvers and whatever training close to the Ukrainian border. That is what actually happened. They did not, nothing else as to be there, right? So now everybody says, Putin will, will take Ukraine. But of course, it was only a power play from, you, from, from Putin. So, but why we sanctioned them now? So far, they did nothing. Yeah. You know, that is what I don't get. It's like you cannot sanction somebody because he says something. You have to sanction somebody because he did something. For example, when, when the Saudi prince cut Khashoggi into pieces, that was a reason for sanction, but that never happened. Yeah. You know, and that is the thing what I don't get. It's like this totally two-faced bullshit. You know, we start sanctioning Russia just because we don't like Putin, but other countries do the, the, biggest, the biggest genocides and we give a shit about it. Yeah, the very first trip that Trump took as president was to the Saudis, and it was the very first U.S. president to ever make that his first line of business once he was elected president. And they were uh, elated at this. And when Trump went, it was kind of like a signal of what were his interests. It was like a little coded signal. So I'm not surprised that they were empowered enough to do what they did with Khashoggi. And I'm also not surprised that Trump pretended uh, to be outraged but did nothing because he, he, he knows this is like, this is good business sense once he's not president. It's how he's created new contacts now. You know, I'm sure that he has people helping him that we don't hear about in the news media. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uh, every day. Uh, uh, we need every... to reset relations with Russia. We need to reset a lot of relations. We need to stop with the combative, classic um, warmongering attitude. I think Putin is testing the waters, and I think that we're not thinking proactively enough. Yeah, and we and we don't think far enough, mm -hmm. right? And that is what I mean. I think. Uh, that is the the few things I gave Trump. Trump talked to every dictator because they like that, right? But it's better as to go against everybody straight off the bat, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's like there is nothing against when Trump said uh, he wants a good relationship with Russia or with North Korea or with with, with the Chinese uh, president, and I totally agree. We should. Because only then they can change from within. They can change from inside. That the people say, look, 
now where we have whatever the euro uh, in Russia and the borders are open and we can go whenever we want to Germany. Uh, uh, you know, from Russia, you just drive to Poland and through Poland, you drive to Germany like three hours. So, you know, like, so if, if, think about that. What that mean? What does it mean for all the Russians who always needed since the Second World War a visa to even visit somewhere? And all that stuff that will change a country from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So that is why I, I, I still hope that uh, basically give peace a chance. Right. So and, and yes, Putin is a dangerous dictator. Totally. But we have to start handling this kind of people. Yeah, we need to learn how to handle him without demoralizing him and trying to degenerate his character. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we're trying to make him look bad. And Putin is somebody who operates on pride. Look at those pictures of him with the horse. Yeah. He's like Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but Russian. You know what I mean? So we need to just that- learn to play yeah. on his field too we need to learn how to talk to him totally okay i think for today we have to stop okay. and we do soon another one yeah guys go to um www.uvaballrawusa.com check out uh uva ball's other uh podcast ball and blastberg which is in the german language you can search for it on most major podcasts, you can check us out. Also, Uber Ball Raw USA, please uh, add us to your um, list. Uh, subscribe to this channel. It's free. And share it on your social media to support the show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.